This is the Two Point Conversation. Now with your hosts, Chris and Hector. This is the Two Point Conversation, and I am back. Yes, this is Hector the Shaman, alongside with my buddy, Chris. Hey, Chris, how you doing, man? Good to have you back, man. It feels good to be back, and thank you for batting in for me, man. I appreciate it. Yes, that was that was weird to do. But anyways, yes, we're making history here on the Two Point Conversation today because this is the first ever show we're doing in front of a live audience. Woo! Okay, granted, it's only one person. Our boy Happy's here, and he's just chilling right there listening to us yap. And as yap. <laughs> as he's going to for the next, well, show we're going to do. We're going to talk some All-Star game. We're going to talk a whole lot of other stuff, but let's start with the All-Star game. Let's yes. do... So, um, the big event of the NBA is this, this weekend, and, well, there's plenty to talk about. There's a lot of cool stuff we're gonna we're gonna see so you know we got the the world versus u.s and the rising stars i mean what can you say both rosters are pretty even i'd say yeah a lot of athleticism a lot of uh youth of course they're most of them are yeah um sophomore rookies coming up in the league and and it's very promising and joel Embiid is gonna do something on each day of the All-Star Weekend. He's a busy man, just like he is busy on Twitter. That's for sure. Indeed he is. He's going to play in the, with the World Team. He's going to play in the Skills Challenge. And he's going to play in the big game with all the All-Stars. So, so who do you like? Well, as for the World Team, they look pretty good. But I'm going with the U.S. I like the World Team. That's it. I, I don't got any reason. I just like the World Team. <laughs> Well, I, I like the U.S. team. They're, 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 it's chock full of talent, like both teams are. But I don't know. I I have a I have a love for Donovan Mitchell from the Utah Jazz. The spider. Yeah. <laughs> and and Jason Tatum, of course, and hmm, Tarian Prince. You know, with Tarian Prince, I saw there was a T Prince in the Hawks. I thought it was Tayshon Prince. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tarian Prince, if you're listening. Well, <laughs> now out from the Rising Stars, now we move on to the next day, and we have the Taco Bell Skills Challenge. And I don't like the field. Uh, I'm not really too much. I'm I, not motivated with them. I mean, I, I like the fact that, that big guys are starting to get into it, but I don't like the field. Uh, I remember when it used to be like the very best point guards. Yeah, they participate in this. This is this is starting to look like the dunk contest where Ooh. you know the, the best players are just not out there. I mean, yes, of course, uh, Joel Embiid is gonna participate. He's an All Star. Andre Drummond is an All Star. Now, the the name that to me is kind of a little puzzling is Al Horford. I mean, mm. I th- I know he is a skilled basketball player, but what in the hell is he doing in the skill challenge? Now, Al sorry, happy. I know he's <laughs> one of your guys in the Celtics, but. What is he doing in the skills challenge? I don't know, man. They, they I should, say, I Anthony say this Davis. They should with, put Anthony Davis With there. the dumb luck I had in commentating, <laughs> Al Horford might win. Who knows? <laughs> you never know. <laughs> he, he might as well, right? Now, now that I already said it. <laughs> but, you know, to me, puzzling is Andre Drummond. Uh, he's got skills. He's got skills, but I don't know. Maybe he'll surprise us. Maybe he'll win. I don't know. I think Joel Joel Embiid looks like the favorite. I think he'll win because he's Joel Embiid. I mean, for what other reason other than he's like 
one of the big superstars on the come up. Yeah, that's right? true. Uh, well, moving on from the skills challenge, we have one of our favorite, well, events, at least personally, one of my favorite events, and it's the three-point contest with yeah, my they, boy, Clay Thompson. Yeah, I think it's already clear who you got winning. Of course. I mean, it's, it's, it's the event where the best at doing that participate. You got all-stars there. You got the best three-point shooters. Uh, uh, for years, it's been like the best one yeah so you got clay you got eric gordon you got kyle lowry happy who you got Let, well before you answer i mean it's for those that don't know it's devin booker wayne ellington paul george bradley beal clay thompson tobias harris kyle lowry and eric gordon who do you got happy i say a thomas oh wait he's no longer the celtics i'm sorry oh he's going with kyle lowry boy boy i i thought i said I thought I was gonna dark horse it because I said <laughs> I think Devin Booker's going to win, but boy, you can't you can't go more dark horse than Kyle Lowry. But he might win. He's a good shooter. Wow. But yeah. it's it's the one thing that it does the, the I like that the concept doesn't change other than that new rule they've used for years that one of the racks is an all money ball rack. All money ball, yeah. So that that's kind of a game changer, but it's a good game changer. So basically, any with that, anyone can win this. Basically, yeah, anybody so. can win it. I, I'm, I think Clay might win it, but Devin Booker is the guy I'm looking at. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Devin Booker takes it. Oh, it's <laughs> absolutely. He's, he's gonna be Steph in a couple of years. You'll <laughs> see. He's well, that good. You know, he's gonna be that type of impact player. I don't know if for the Suns, I think it, if they draft better, if they make better moves, mm -hmm. he might be that guy. Well, let's hope so. Let's hope that the Suns can stick with him as the franchise yeah, player. I mean, let's if, hope. If they can keep him, because <laughs> my goodness, the situation in Phoenix is just dire. I mean, they lost to the Warriors without being coached by the coach. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, they went Bill Russell on them. We'll get to that in a bit. <laughs> yeah. And moving on from the three-point uh, contest, now we're going to the slam dunk contest. Well, at least we got an all-star in Oladipo. <laughs> well, we got Victor Oladipo from the Pacers, Larry Nance Jr., recently traded from the Lakers to the Cavs, <laughs> Dennis Smith Jr. from the Mavericks, and Donovan Mitchell from the Utah Jazz. Happy you're a Celtics fan and you're rooting for a Cavs guy? What's That's that blasphemy. About? That's blasphemy, bro. <laughs> okay, so our 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 only audience member is has Larry Nance Jr. and he's gonna be dunking on over his dad. Oh, that that that's a given. I mean, it, he hasn't said it. Nobody said anything, but we're saying it. I think he's going to implement his pops because for all those NBA honks that know his father, Larry Nance Senior, he won the inaugural. NBA dunk contest in 1984, yeah. the first one in the NBA because in the ABA there used to be dunk contests, but Larry Nance Senior won the first one. So safe to say, I got the spider, Donovan Mitchell. I got Donovan Mitchell as well, but it could be anybody's game in this one. Victor Oladipo is interesting because he's done this before and he's the veteran among those guys, so he might he might do something cool. I just hope it's, they stick to the dunking, you know, and not all that clowning prop <laughs> sort of thing. 
Yeah. Unless it's part of the dunk. Well, and... I don't want to see a phone booth with one of them oh, dressed no. like Superman coming out. No, no, not any more of that. I don't want to see that. <laughs> and, well, moving on to the main event of the All-Star Weekend, we got the All-Star Game. We've talked about this before, about the new format. And yeah. I like it. I like the, the fact that they're changing it up east and west. Uh, you know, they're changing up from that, and they're doing the Team Steph, the Team LeBron thing. Yeah, but the, the only the interesting interesting thing about this is that Team LeBron has suffered major injuries. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Marcus Cousin, Anthony Davis, Christopher Singes, John Wall, and the replacements. Now you got Russell Westbrook, you got Paul George, Goran Dragic, Kemba Walker. Yeah, those are Andre Drummond. Wow. Yeah, it's it's. Yeah, it's been tough for LeBron-led teams lately. <laughs> just like the Cavs this season so just far. Like, just, just like the Cavs, even though they're happy in their honeymoon phase now. But oh, everybody's getting you know, with you them. You know what I think about the two teams? You know, rosters are equally talented, but I think that the rosters were set as a reflection of the, the guys who picked them. Yeah, the captains. LeBron picked the the bigger name. You know the physical, physically big guys, whereas Steph picked the younger, faster shooter types, guys who have stuff to prove. Yeah, the more perimeter guys. I don't know who to pick to win, really, because there isn't really anything at stake other than just bragging rights. I don't know. I mean, they, they kind of show a lot of that I just hope dichotomy that, between uh, each other. I, I just hope they don't do the almost 200 points thing. No defense. I wish they could play defense. Defense. But, but you can't You can't force <laughs> these guys to go all out when it's an exhibition game that means nothing. And every player means the world to their teams. Well, well, it might not mean nothing, but hey, 100, 100K, you know... Bonus doesn't seem bad, <laughs> but that's chump for the change winning for team. star players. Yeah, that's I, chump change for star players. And I, I know, <laughs> but it's a good bump. I mean, I wouldn't discard it. I, I think they should do like something like ten million bucks. Damn, <laughs> like a ten million dollar prize, and for the team that wins, mm -hmm. then they take it. It's a what? What's the expression I'm looking for? It's a for all the marbles type of thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you you win, you take the ten million bucks and you spread it out between the twelve players, something like that. So what do you got, man? What do you got? I don't know. I know I know you're expecting a, a at least a semblance of a decent game, but I don't know why I'm kind of feeling that Team Stefan might win and James Harden might take the MVP. That's just me. I totally agree. I'm going with Team Stuff. And even though I don't like Stephen Curry, I've said this many times, but... Hater! I don't care. But, yeah, I'm going with Team Steph. Happy, what do you think? Team LeBron. No, I'm trusting the process, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so you got Joel Embiid for MVP. Hey, how about this? Why don't you go out on a limb and say that he's going to win the MVP of the... Oh, of the yeah, he's going to win the MVP <laughs> for the Rising Stars. He's going to win the Skill Challenge, and he's going to win All-Star MVP. Go out on a limb. Put it on record. Maybe. That's not going out on a limb. That's copping out. <laughs> he's going to have the greatest weekend. 
probably. <laughs> and he's 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 really coming up. That dude is in, in in an era where big men are at a premium. Oh yeah, like he's and he's and it's not just the fact that he's good; it's that he's marketable, he's likable, he's out there, he expresses himself. Yeah, a, a, a real gem by the by the Sixers and him playing alongside Ben Simmons. They got a a formidable foundation for the future. They got a chance to be very good in a couple of years. Like, yes, they do. No, no joke. Like the top duo in the NBA in a couple of years. And let's see what happens with Markel Fultz if he gets his shooting back. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh well. Hey, your Celtics are suffering, dude. What what gives? What do you think of the Celtics? They're, they're it's, a, it's a slump like any other team. They're gonna bounce back. We're going to the second half of the season. They're gonna get their rest. They're gonna you know, Brad Stevens is gonna cook up something and they're gonna be back in the charge. Just like any other team. I agree. So I agree. I you know what? I think that the NBA plays too many games. Everybody says first half and that's kind of it's not really half. <laughs> they they should move the All Star game up because early, before, uh, early, after, like literally early. after forty one games or something. Because All right. I remember when it used to be forty five games, forty something games. Teams are playing fifty something games, almost sixty oh. games, almost dying there. <laughs> now they'll get a little bit more time between games in this quote unquote second half, but. <laughs> I mean, you look at team, teams are tired, man. Yeah, they're they're worn out. You know, everybody. I'm not just talking about teams that are great or slumping. Some are finding their rhythm, like Jazz or the Rockets. But teams like the Warriors, the Cavaliers before the trades, the Celtics, like they were, they're gassed. The, and, I mean, shit. The, oh, well, the Raptors and the Rockets, they're 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 finding the rhythm. They're at the top of their conferences. I mean, damn. Of course they're going to be worn out. The Rockets are coming, my friends. And the Warriors better batten down the hatches. Well, when you add Joe Johnson to that roster of the Rockets. Happy's game. laughing because Hector accidentally yeah, I cursed. cursed so. yeah. But this is the internet. This is not, you know, this isn't uh, a company owned by a cartoon character. We're good. <laughs> fair enough, fair but enough. But it should be fun. It should be fun. All-Star Weekend is always... The, you know, when the NBA rolls out the red carpet. Yeah, and you're never going to guess who's going to open the All-Star Weekend. Guess musical guest is going to do it. Little Uzi Vert. Uh, <laughs> that's exactly okay, the reaction. We got, a, we got a few seconds. Who in the hell is that? Mumble rap, mumble rap, mumble rap, dude. We'll be back here on the Two Point Conversation. <laughs> Flipping around recently, 
And I came into this show that is on A&E called Undercover High. Man, what's with you on reality television? I like reality television. (laughs) Yeah, I can tell that. But it's interesting. Seven adults are put in a high school for a whole semester. And they are about between the ages of 21 to 24, something like that. And (laughs) it's interesting because... You put yourself in that position and you think whether you would do it. What do you think? Would you do it if you got the chance? Hell no. I try my best to forget about high school. Only you wouldn't go the, back? No. The only memorable year I had in high school was senior year, and that was because I was graduating. I was. <laughs> I wanted to get the hell out of there. Well, we're on the same boat. I, was, I, 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 I didn't have such a great time in high school, but I, I think I would do it. I think I would. I would cut my hair, I would shave completely, and I could pass for an 18-year-old, I don't know, right? No? You guys are looking at me funny here. Well, I wouldn't, I mean, at least I shave, they say I look younger, so. No, but it's an interesting concept, you know, to see how high school is these days, and you see these adults, you know, finding out how, you know, teenagers treat each other. Horribly, and, and the and the consensus is horribly like that. That one, that one girl, that Hispanic girl who is an adult now, you know, was added to a group and found out that they were talking about her. And one of the guys was saying, and I quote, "I'm going to rape this bee," and that was, ooh, ooh. and she she said that that was her takeaway at how guys treat girls badly there and that's that's a horrible culture to promote well it goes to show you that not a lot has changed not a lot has changed you know what i say i say that these adults that are participating in in this they would have graduated during this decade how about putting somebody from our time Somebody who graduated in the past decade. I graduated high school in 2005. That was a good solid 13 years ago. You put somebody in their 30s. I mean, obviously, they have to look young. So so you wouldn't do it. I'm surprised at that answer. For one semester? No. Knowing what you know now, you wouldn't go and do something. I think I would do it. I think I would do it. I think I would go and... Because when I when I was in high school, I was kind of you know dorky. I wouldn't talk to anybody. I would have a tough time making friends. And now I'm way different. Obviously, all the time <laughs> has passed, and I, I would be more sociable. I would be more relatable to to people. Happy, what do you think? Would you do it? Of course. Well, what would you do differently? Knowing his luck, jeez. <laughs> you don't want to do that. In your 30s in high school. Come on. (laughs) What would you do differently? Pretty much nothing at all. Just go and take class? You're going to relive your high school experience? This time will be different on its own. Since the whole geek and nerdy culture... He's going to dominate. It's acceptable now. You know, the people can't... yeah, the, the people can't really hear you, but we can translate, of course. That obviously, yes, the the geek culture is cool now. 
versus back then when you you were looked down on by the popular kids because you <laughs> like gaming, you like certain things. Yeah, especially if you like anime or manga and all that stuff. Oh, oh, oh now, now now you're a cool kid if you <laughs> like it. Definitely. Which, yeah, which is why I, I I think we would do better in high school. Oh yeah, definitely. If, if we were put into that. Well, of course, we we intended to talk about this a while back. Um, I I I tried to pull some strings and get one of the adults here, but they never answered me. So, oh well, stuff happens. I mean, one one other thing that I did enjoy about high school was that in tenth grade. I used to mosh with a couple of friends with a, with a big old stereo and play wrestling. <laughs> wait, wait. You guys would wrestle at yeah. the school? Yeah. And, Just uh, randomly? Like, if, if I was if I was a passerby, I'd see people wrestling randomly on the road? Yeah, you're pulling all kind of stunts. You no, know, drop kicks at the ball drivers. But wow. yeah, we, we, mo- <laughs> we marched a lot to Metallica, Megadeth, yeah, a little bit of black metal here and there. So, yeah. Well, <laughs> that's interesting. Speaking of uh, of rock, let's let's change the subject a little bit. I was I was I was, you know, riding around in the car a few days ago and I slipped in the CD. Yes, I said CD for Stains 14 oh, Shades of Grey. I'm old. <laughs> 14 shades of gray and yes they are 36 shades short of the book and the movies and they did it before the book and the movies made it cool wow <laughs> I made, even yes, i couldn't think of that i wow. made that stupid joke and i realized <laughs> i realized something that the some of those songs are part of the soundtrack of my high school life <sighs> mine too and for the most part <laughs> It's going to be 15 years since that record came out, and oh. I and I commented, uh, and I made that comment to you, and what's your reaction? 15 years since that record came out. It's been a while, actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no pun intended, but it kinda, no it, pun intended. It, it wasn't intended. It, uh, oh, it, it was wasn't very, my intention. No, it's it wasn't, very. It wasn't my intention, but you intended that pun, man. Come on. Uh, all right. Um. So. This album, one of the more... You're the music guy, so give me your thoughts hey, on have, the album. I, hey, I wasn't too much into this album like you were, but what I remember from this album, it was a little bit more optimistic. It was a little bit more happy prior to Break the Cycle. The cycle was yeah, dark. Break, break the Cycle is very dark. And, and I, I identify more with Break the Cycle, but this one... Seemed a little bit more uplifting, just a little bit, yeah. just a little bit. It's a little bit angrier. I don't know if you can get any angrier than break the cycle, but it's a little bit. It's more edgy. That's the word I'm looking for. It's edgy, more edgy, a little bit more introspective, a little bit more. You, you can say even heavier. It's slightly, it's slightly heavier, but it's a little bit more. Well, just with the. With just with the debut single of that album, which was Price, Price to, to Play, play. you know, that that's a that's a bit heavier song than what you were used to in Break the Cycle. Yeah, that that song is a is a is a banger, man. I I used to rock out to that song a lot. Well, they you know they 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 released a couple of really good songs. You know, 
How about you? So far away. Um, uh, you listen every every now and again. You listen on the radio to Zoe Jane, which is the song he wrote for his daughter. And of course, my, I got two favorite songs from that record, which is Lane, the one he dedicated to, to Lane Staley Lane from Staley, Alice in Chains, who had passed before that record was yeah. released. And intro, intro is my favorite all time Stain song. You know, I'll tell you this. So far away. Mm, wow, talk about overplayed. <laughs> oh, it was. It, it actually played in my graduation from high school. You're not kidding. Yeah, I'm not kidding. Come on. Yep. It was one of the songs. Uh, how? Hey, how do, how it, does that it, happen? It, it was a positive song. Well, it was, but I'm starting. I'm thinking, why would why why I don't know. I don't know how. It, how well, how? it was either that song. Or Diego Torres, Color Esperanza. You take your pick. Yeah, but Color Esperanza was like everybody's graduation <laughs> song. Yeah, we, we tried to avoid that one. Or, you know, um, when I graduated middle school, we used... <laughs> Wannabe? Uh, no, no. We, <laughs> used, we, used a, we used the Green Day song, you know, the the one called Good Riddance. Oh, yeah, Good Riddance, Time, Time of, of Your, your life. life. Yeah. We used that when we graduated middle school. Overplayed. No, but you know what? The thing about <laughs> So Far Away is that that song is the song that got a lot of casual sure. music fans yes. to stain, much like It's Been a While does for another wave of casual music fans. Like, I can tell you a lot of people who don't listen to rock music who will tell me, oh, I know So Far Away from Stain, the same way they say, I know the reason from Hooba Stain. Oh, <laughs> yes, yeah. I, yes, I do the same thing. I put the the gag sign on it. I mean, the reason is a good song, but or, or overplayed, or my sacrifice from Creed. Yeah, that's another <laughs> one. That's another one. That's another one that was overplayed in a lot of people, or in much to the chagrin of our boy Happy. <laughs> he knows he he knows what we're gonna say. You know, a lot of people know Alderbridge from Metallingus. Because of Edge, from, because of the wrestler Edge. <laughs> what what were you thinking? Say it loud and proud. Go ahead. MCR. When I was. Oh, my chemical oh, romance. Oh, yeah. oh, my oh. chemical romance. All right. <laughs> my chemical romance of the Black Parade. Yes, I posted recently on one of my social medias, which is the more classic emo. Yep. Song was it? I write sins, not tragedies, by Panic at the Disco, or the Black Parade, and that that's likely to start a war, like the post said. <laughs> you know what's you you know what's even weirder than that? Then those songs are almost twelve years old. Ah, I know. Old. We're we're old. We're getting old. <laughs> but you know, an interesting observation about Stain going back to Stain. It's that a lot of people talk about Nirvana, Alice in Chains, that grunge, because most people that were teens back then are people born in the 70s or in the early 80s. But Stain, they are underrated in the sense that they were a voice for angsty teenagers. Yeah, the, our age. The post-grunge movement. Yes, but... Teenagers who would listen to Stain, i.e. us. Yeah. You know, I, I was 15 when I bought um, Break the Cycle. Break the Cycle. And 
I'm not going to say that they were the voice of the generation, much like maybe Nirvana was, but they were a soundtrack of angst for our generation. You know, the older millennials, if you will. Huh. You, you, and, you and millennials, you, you have a fascination with, I have with a that fascination period. With, I, I, of course, because I am a millennial. I was born in the 80s. I was born in the late 80s. You know, people, people and yes, I, I'm very obsessed with people saying millennials in the wrong tense. Because they say, well, millennials eat Tide Pods. No, they don't. <laughs> no, because millennials are born between 1980 to 1999. The kids eating Tide Pods are born in the 2000s. Yeah, we were still getting... Do you getting... know any 20-something eating Tide Pods? Um, yeah. Well, whoever does is an idiot. A YouTuber, mostly. There you go. Hey. Not all of them, of course, but, you know. The likes, the views. Oh, the Logan Paul effect. Logan Paul effect, thank you. <laughs> Sorry, Happy. I know you detest oh, that name. The cancer of YouTube. The cancer of YouTube. I'm only repeating what he said. But, <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> all right. So, going back to the music part. Um... So what do you what do you think of that observation about being the ang being one of the angst voice of our generation when we were teenagers in the early two thousands? Well, I would I would say that with Stain, I kind of got into them a little bit later, but I was more into the whole Creed thing. Mm. I was more into Creed, but I was in the human yeah, but they're more uplifting. Yeah, I mean. I, I was used to uplifting music, man. <laughs> I, I was go, I was used to going to church and everything. And so you identified staying more with Chapter Five. Mm, yeah, Chapter Five. That was a good album. I will that give you was that. a good album. It was a very good album. But afterwards, it was like. <laughs> but regardless, that's just my opinion. Um, staying, regardless of what people feel about them, maybe they call them generic or whatnot. They ha they have their place in music. I, I I don't I wouldn't say they're generic. I think they're very identifiable. Like when you hear Aaron Lewis's voice, you know it's him, and he is a solo artist. I mean he he's done his solo record. Yeah. So he's a recognizable voice. And that period between Dysfunction, Break the Cycle, and Fourteen Shades of Grey, it's a seminal period for that time in the early two thousands. For, you know, that angst type of music. So, well, when the time comes, it'll be happy 15th anniversary for Stained and for 14 Shades of Grey. <laughs> well, we gotta give thanks to Fred Dirsch for discovering them. Right. Oh. <laughs> of all people, right? right? Of all people. <laughs> but anyways, that's our show for today. Um, we thank all of you for listening. We thank Happy for being a terrific audience for us. Hopefully, he'll be on our show for other topics. And, well, for my chum Hector, glad to have you back. It's good to be back, Chris. And, well, listen to us next time. Follow us on Twitter, at 2.com, and on Facebook, The Two Point Conversation, and also our blog, 2pointconversation.wordpress.com. I'm Chris, and we're out. <laughs>